In today's episode, we're going to delve into a specific moment in time in my Chinese language learning journey. You know, it recently occurred to me that I have a unique opportunity learning Chinese, which I haven't had with any other language I've learned yet. Because there's such a big, thriving Chinese sub-community in the city in which I live, if I can just find a way to become a part of this sub-community, I believe that I can have experiences which I would normally only be able to have by going overseas. For example, to try and become a part of the Spanish and French sub-communities here in Melbourne, I've joined clubs, attended Mundo Lingo events, I've gone to bachata classes and done some dancing, I've made friends with international students and, and more. This has been fun, but it's nothing like the experience of actually going and living in Latin America or going traveling to France, for example. On the other hand, though, in certain areas of Melbourne, there are entire Asian communities where if you walk into a bookstore, every single book is written in Mandarin Chinese. This literally happened to me yesterday. I walked into a bookstore and I was like, are all the books in Chinese? And they were like, yep, <laughs> which is cool. Um... And in these places, you'll find every sign has Mandarin on it and most of the people around you are speaking Chinese. And if you walk into a restaurant or you walk into a bubble tea cafe, uh, maybe not bubble tea cafe, bubble tea shop, <laughs> the people who you can address who are working there, you can speak to them in Chinese and they'll speak to you back in Chinese. And that's very common. So I recently had the idea of finding some casual work in one of these areas try and meet some people and become a part of this sub-community here in Melbourne. Just yesterday, I applied to a handful of jobs. What we're about to listen to is a sponta spontaneous recording I made after having left my CV and resume at a few places and just before going to another event across Melbourne. So, let's go. Hey guys, I want to share something kind of cool with you today. Um... Today, I went to Box Hill, which is a place here in Melbourne where there are a lot of Chinese people. It's like a mini Chinatown here in Melbourne, but the suburb is called Box Hill. And I went and, I went and applied for a bunch of jobs. <laughs> and I think this is something which is really cool because I went and I went into a whole bunch of restaurants and I went into a whole bunch of businesses. And using my pretty poor Chinese, I went in there and I was like, hey, I'm looking for work. Like... And then it was just a really interesting experience. And this is something I want to share with you guys because it's a, I think it's an important part of my language learning journey with Chinese. Because for me, when you're learning a language, it's really important to try to make that language a part of your life, particularly over the long term. I don't want to just sit here and have my writing exercises, which I do, and my my textbook, which I use. I also want to live through the Chinese language. And I think that's a way where you can be success. That's a way to be successful in language learning over the long term. It's not to just study the language, but it's to make it so that the language becomes a part of you, part of your identity and parts of your life are lived through that language. Um, a great way to do that is to get friends, um, maybe even a boyfriend or girlfriend or a partner um, but another great one is to get a job which uses that language or um, go and live in that country. And 
I haven't really been able to do that with the languages I've already learned. With Spanish and French, it's not really the same because I can't like be hanging out here in Australia and then rock up to a French town and be like, hey, bonjour, je cherche du travail. It doesn't, it doesn't really work like that. Uh, not here in Australia, at least. But with Chinese, it does. And this is something which occurred to me not that long ago studying Chinese when I went into the city after lockdown and I was seeing all the Chinese people around me and all the Chinese on all the buildings and on all the shops. And it really hit me because I hadn't been in, I hadn't been outside of my house for like 10 months. And that whole 10 months I'd been studying Chinese. So all of a sudden I went back into the city and there were so many things in Chinese and I realized how much I live in a Chinese environment here in Melbourne, even though I'm in Australia. And this really excited me because I realized just because I can't go to China right now doesn't mean I can't have an experience of almost living in China. I can live here in Melbourne and still have some kind of pseudo Chinese, Mandarin, Asian experience. And so at the same time, it's something which is hard to do and it's not hard to do. Um, that is to go and like search for work in a language which isn't, isn't really your, isn't your native language. Particularly given my Chinese isn't that good. I've only been studying it for a year at uni. And so it takes a bit of courage. But when you really think about it, all that it takes is for you to write up a few cover letters and a, and a resume, go just displace yourself, go to a different geographical location, walk into stores and say, hi, I'm looking for work. And I got different receptions today. There were some people who were like, what, what is this dude doing? And a lot of people were surprised when I opened my mouth and I, I like cold opened with Chinese, but it was like, it was a lot of fun. And, you know, maybe nothing will come of it, but I'd like something to come of it. I think it'd be cool to try it out. Maybe it's, maybe it's a terrible idea, but I, I don't think it is. I think there's a lot of potential for me to find a job near me where I'm in a work environment with people from, doesn't matter where, maybe they're from mainland China, maybe they're from Taiwan, or maybe even they're from like Malaysia cause, or Singapore. There are, there's a whole bunch of different, it's a whole melting pot here in Melbourne. Um, but I really think there's a big opportunity and something really fantastic could happen where I could go into an environment where there are people my age. Like I applied for a, a, a bubble tea store. I've never drunk bubble tea in my life, but I went and applied at a bubble tea store. So I might go in there. I might find people my age. And for me, what I really want is just to find a way of piercing into that community here in Melbourne because it's really weird. You live in the same location and it's occurred to me that, oh my God, there's this huge Chinese world in the place in which I live. So there's a lot of potential for me to go find a little job where I can go and work a couple of times a week. And the work environment is such that I have the opportunity to speak some Chinese. And the more my Chinese improves, the more I'll be able to speak with other staff members in Chinese and then also with customers in Chinese. And just the concept of that really excites me. I'm about to go and commute across Melbourne to go to a Melbourne University French club kind of Christmas event. And when I'm doing that, um, because it's so long to commute on public, takes so long to commute on public transport, what, what I will do and what I always do when I'm commuting is I use it to study languages. That's That time there is time which I use to study languages. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to listen to my Spanish podcast, Espanolistos. I'm going to get my transcript up 
And while I'm commuting from here to the other side of Melbourne and back, which is going to be like three hours in total because that's how ridiculous it is, I'm going to get three hours of listening to some Spanish, listening and reading to Spanish in, some Spanish input. Then I'm going to be at a French club event. And today I went through uh, Box Hill applying for jobs in Chinese. I hope you guys found this episode interesting. I quite like the idea of having some authentic short episodes like this in the podcast. I want to bring you guys along with me uh, on my journey of learning languages. And I hope it gives you guys maybe some ideas of how to bring new energy into your own journey or maybe it just simply helps you feel like you've got a language learning companion. You know, I'd be really happy if that was the outcome of this podcast. So I think it's cool to have some polished and well-prepared episodes, but also I think the authenticity and rawness of an episode recorded on the fly in between events on a busy day can be super interesting too. So that's all for today and I'll see you guys in the next episode.